Hey guys, welcome to this re-release of the Cameron Esposito episode. It is definitely one of my faves. Uh, I remember, I got I so clearly remember sitting across from Cameron um, in a hotel room, not unlike the one I'm in now during Sketchfest, not unlike uh, the Sketchfest that is happening right now, our 17th, and uh, Cameron telling me some of the stories of her youth. It, she broke my heart in the best way. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this re-release. She will be at SF Sketchfest this weekend with Rhea Butcher, another one of my favorite episodes. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, I would say definitely go back into the archive and check that one out. Um, they both have albums out, so I'm also, I wanted to give a shout out to those and uh, say she you should get your hands on them or get your earbuds on them hmm digital stuff uh and then i just wanted to uh get some shout outs out there i wanted to thank roberto and joseph crystal and michael and jessica who are in wisconsin that's michael and jessica in wisconsin um giving me some advice on that i should come out there and do a live jv club podcast episode Uh, i think that sounds so fun so hopefully i'll be able to do it at some point and uh to those of you who misunderstood or i probably said it the wrong way on twitter um thought that i was taking a whole year off doing the podcast rest assured that is not the case i'm just taking a year off doing it at the festival okay uh hope everyone's doing great i'm gonna try as hard as i can to keep up with great episodes with guests who are will be in from sketchfest um if you are in the area i hope to see you you can check out the website at sfsketchfest.com sorry for the long intro and i'll talk to you guys soon now entering nerdist.com Also, we're on the floor, which I'm really into. Oh, good. I was going to say, no, no, no. F all of this. This is the answer. I would like to be on either balconies. Great. great, great. Um, No problem with ambient noise there. No, I feel like I'm always in like a deep. I'm always in like a deep couch, like a deep, mm-hmm. uncomfortable couch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's not the best. So this is better. These guys know I like to I like to get my wiggle on too. Sometimes I need to just kind of like do a stretch back. And, oh yeah, you I mean know. you won't mind if I'm laying on my tummy facing you, propped not up by elbows, not like, at uh, all. with my two feet behind me. I want I, I yeah. challenge you to come up with as many proposals <laughs> as possible. You could get yogic on me, and I would be a hundred percent comfortable. No, this is great. Uh, I'm so well, and and also I I like to see you know. My, Listen, no judgment. People want to sit on my couch at home or a podcast. That's sure. Fine. People want to get on the rug with me. This is the answer. I Inside, I'm a little bit like... I feel great uh, about it. Yeah, you do great. Oh, you your teeth great, are extremely white. Also, I... Not well, in a bad way. It's, Thank you. They look great. <laughs> that could have been... You know what I mean? Like, your teeth gross, are extremely white, like... Gross, t- over the top. Take it down like, a notch, yeah, sort of... like fake tan, sort of a thing. muscle magazine yeah, no, cover, I'm just like, whatever the colors of your teeth, keep doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Got to be honest with you, it's only because I don't really drink red wine or drink coffee. Uh huh. Yeah, so it's it's sort of a, an accidental whiteness, and also I have big teeth, so oh. I think it's it's yeah. They I mean, I mean, horse, but teeth, like a good no, do you no, not horse teeth, like a nice size tooth, because that's the problem with everybody's teeth being standardized now. Like on yeah. television and film, is that like everyone has people have really squares, yeah, chicklets. like s- squares, but then they're also like kind of teeny, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think you can tiny trust, teeth. like tiny teeth, you know, with tiny like teeth, no me, tiny teeth and a lot of no gums. differentiated. Oh, For those um, of you who have beautiful tiny teeth smiles, I love you. But it's great if that's how you're born. But right. if you're creating your own tiny teeth, right. you know, 
Yeah, getting them Stop filed. It. Get them filed down. Yeah. Zzz. That's absolutely what's happening. People are getting them just reduced yeah. and then not stuff this, not popped. This. Loud, nope. loud and proud. Huge. I like it. Huge. What, did, uh, did you have braces? You have very straight teeth also. Very I nice. do have very straight teeth. Um, I had braces. Yeah, I had braces for like four years when I was a kid. Four? Quattro? Yes. That's a lot. Yes. Well, and also, I mean, during the... Of course... I'm a stand-up comic, so wait, hold on. You when want. yeah, so okay, right. when yes, we know that we know that. I had braces. I also had glasses. I had glasses since I was two, and then I oh also do your old yeah, and the, I know. And that. like at a time where you know, because now two-year-olds Harry have glasses, Potter, and but, people are like, "You're <laughs> the cutest, smartest." <laughs> no, but like then, then, no kid, no little kids had no, glasses. That was like a. a brave now it's i don't even know how kids are constantly getting tested i these think that, days yeah i think that people are just more i mean listen i don't know and i always feel like i sound like an old person when i say i think these days when mm-hmm. i don't really know what i'm talking about but doesn't it seem like in general it is that sort of continuing raising of health standards where yeah. in, for better or for worse like they're attacking whatever's going on with your child they're attacking it fast right attacking people are like my one-year-old can't read yet right. and they're like <laughs> right. why would that be probably needs glasses or otherwise they drugs. could be reading at a one-year-old level sort of yeah drug. yeah exactly um, but i level. i had glasses since i was two so i had glasses and then i also had crossed eyes when i was a kid so i also had an Cross eye patch eyes. and then i <gasps> that i had to wear heart. to school or then later just after school did people over. make fun of you no oh that's great they didn't um and a bowl cut and i was a little gay kid and didn't know it so i mean like it was a whole yes. glorious package people okay. didn't make fun of me that's really so and w- they didn't make fun of you were you were you sort of popular enough and friendly enough and kind of silly enough i think i just had just like, like a cool. i think i just overcompensated early personality wise and then my parents were very like i have weird parents where like the worst thing I could ever, I don't know what, I don't know what kind of parents you have, but my parents are like, you're amazing. So like, there's nothing, yeah. there's literally nothing I could ever do, but then just prove them right. Right, right, Like right. I can't you disprove my parents. Sort of, I can't like I, struggle mm, against my parents, except when I came out. That was a ever, massive struggle. Oh, was it? God, yeah. so many, I've we have so threads. many things. I know, See I how so all threads. things I can unpack? Things I need, I need, I'm, yeah. this, this is a list I'm in my head. Coming Find out. out how long, find out how long you wore an eye patch. Find out, ask you if, because I, and I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but I think I thought that too. And then I realized I had sort of a paralyzing fear of disappointing my dad, not in the sense that I felt I needed to be a doctor or a lawyer, but that I needed to be amazing enough in whatever yes. capacity he was willing to accept was fine. But was I, in my own mind, was I setting this sort of like, oh my God, I really have to be special. I think that is the weird thing about having that type of parents because it seems like it would be amazing. Like you'd like, yeah. Oh, you'd be and set up is. for life. And, and it, it is. is great. My parents are great, but I also think you're right. There is that side thing where if somebody tells you that you can do stuff, then you kind of have to do that. Like you have no yeah. way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not doing those things, then I mean, you are a failure. So I agree. It's impossible to do things like sleep or that's right. <laughs> take time, be a human. They don't know. I think that's a perfect example of when, like, I feel that a parent would hear that and go, well, then I just can't win. 
Right. Do you know what I mean? And, and I don't not, think you can. Not Actually, exactly. also, I don't exactly. think you can and win. And I would rather have my parents not win in that way. Yeah. I guess my mom wasn't really like that. My dad was like that, you know, mm-hmm. where, where you sort of feel like, well, I'm not going to complain that he told me I was capable of anything. That right. just seems like really selfish. No, it's terrible. I mean, uh, we're just undoing, I just think like all of adulthood or not all of adulthood, let's say mid-20s to like maybe early 40s is like kind of unraveling some of the like tightly coiled issues great image and then you pass them on to (laughs) whoever your dog or child whoever's around right your audience barista Mm -hmm. probably your audience (laughs) yeah 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 that that definitely makes sense where was this happening by the way where was all this encouragement going on i'm from the suburbs of chicago i'm from i got a lot of chicagans yeah a lot is that right chicago Chicago chicagoans yeah Chicago's. Like we- Chicagoans is nice though. Well, I very. Think it's what there's one extra vowel that I understand is a part of the name of the city, mm-hmm. so technically <laughs> it's entitled to be there. But I feel like I should be able to shave it off. Yeah, just Chicago, please, Chicago wind, Chicagoans. I'm fine with you doing that. Just please don't ever use the phrase "shy town." Because oh, you don't a, like "shy town." It's just a Sh- dumb. It shy it's just a chai? dumb phrase. Yeah. It's like I think Does people anyone- from San Francisco don't like San Fran. They don't. They we, they don't like that, and they don't like Frisco. Okay, no one even ever says Frisco. They must right. have gotten their way because I never hear anyone say yeah. Frisco anymore. But for people from well, at least I I think Chi Town is very strange. It's like the same. It's in the same group of people that think the Windy City is because it's windy in Chicago, which is not why it's called the Windy is City. Is that true? It's how ca- could I've had so many Chicago yeah. and nobody's Chicago. dispelled this myth. I don't think so. It's, it's called the Windy City, and it is very windy, but it's not the windiest city. Now listen, that's very confusing. Yeah, to be a thing, to be called reason- a thing, and then to not actually be called that for that reason is re- very confusing. The reason it's called the Windy City is because of all the hot air delivered by the corrupt politicians in Chicago. Are That's you serious? Windy City. Yes. I am serious. Does everyone know <laughs> I don't know. I know that. That's you really know that now. interesting. Yeah. God, I do find Chicago so fascinating. Guys, I could have an all Chicago... Po- po- if, I, if I were seeking out people to discuss Chicago with, and by the way, my dad is from Chicago, but I've only went there for the first time for... E three, I'm not sure. Whatever oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I was right. just, I was just there for the first time, and it felt ashamed that I was there for the first time, and also didn't get to spend enough time there. But and that's I'm kind so, of like it's such a fascinating city. It really is. Is it outside the? It's like in Schaumburg or something, or is it downtown proper? You know what? I think it's at McCormick no, Place. You, you know what? I to i feel like I had to take a cab to mm. get. To, I went to the art museum, and oh, it was cool. not a walk. So wherever the hotel was, which okay. was connected to EQ, EQ3, E3, E3. I think not, E3 I is right. I think you're... Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to put it in a queue. There may be a Canadian furniture might, company called yeah, EQ3. Yeah, or like you're having some sort of like... There's equals a disorder MC square sort of oh, thing. Like, right, you know, like there's a, a lot of yeah. You're, it's probably just how into physics you are. I'd say that's likely. That's probably what it is. Um, I can't believe it's called the Windy City for that reason. This mm-hmm. just blows me totally away. Totally true. Pun intended. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I also need more. It must be windy need more sound as well. It is. We're at a high listen, floor, so that's probably why listen. it's so windy. San Francisco, aka Frisco, aka San Fran, super, is also a very windy city. Super windy. Yeah, right. Wind yeah. tunnels. It creates corridors of oh, wind. I think because it's seven miles long. I found that Could out last be. night. Yeah. Did you know that about San Francisco? I must have. Someone told me. Did that. that surprise you? Was long or short? Well, I've been here many times, but I can't like figure it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like maybe it's because I've never driven here or had to get myself anywhere. Yeah. Like every time I've come here, 
somebody's sort of deposited somebody's kind of driven me around or like because for a festival or something not i mean also because i'm like i only go places when people drive me around Uh, of course in a rickshaw or like on their their human back or something but um they're no. human back. Yeah, they're human back. Yeah. No, but so I, I have no understanding of the city and I feel like everywhere I've ever been in San Francisco is always very shitty. Like I feel like I've only been to the shittier parts and then the and then like walked in the venues amazing. Right. But I can't figure out where like the cool stuff is. Huh. So this, I just need to come here more. This also shocks me because it feels like you should just be like, oh, of course, San Francisco. Listen, I got my spot. I got my burrito place. I love in the mission. I don't. But, I mean, I'm it, not there I yet. it depends on where i mean i don't know what qual- qualifies as shitty to you um i, I mean i feel I just, bad that now it sounds like we put you in a shitty yeah area. <laughs> i've stayed down at that hotel aside but no 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 place, no not that not right, that the right, hotel right. is shitty i just more mean like where do you just do a walk like i can't yeah and, i can't figure out where like um the human beings are I to be pals with but this is me that, i'm yeah. not it's not i know but on I, the no city. i mean i'm not i'm not putting it on the city i'm not even putting it on myself but i am excited to crack that open for you i can't thank you because as, as i leave just give me a list great, yeah i would that would be great any of great places <laughs> not one within walking distance from right here a very nice city uh city street to stroll and eat and shop and be amazing maybe um, i found it this morning it seemed like oh, there was several boulangeries down the street There's a lot of boulangeries <laughs> so I was san francisco checking loves those out being it's it loves being the most european city of the west coast mm. there's no question about it it embraces so that wholeheartedly like yeah i know i know i'm always surprised when people are haven't warmed to it yet yeah i mean it, me. i think i just haven't stayed here long enough it's been one of those like in and out because it's so close to la that you never would like plan right a right. visit here you'd just be like i want to get there as the right. last possible right. second <laughs> do my show get right on the plane well, and leave that's part of the the whole kind of problem of getting into being a performer who has to tour all the time anyway right is that there's just it's it becomes hard to sort of get excited about the special things yeah. in each place if if there's also a lot of kind of like adjustment happening and i just need to be comfortable because i have to do the show which is why i'm here right do you know 100 yeah. percent. i mean i think one of the best travel experiences i had this year was when i went i did I, there's a festival in toronto mm-hmm. it's called jfl 42 where you have to stay for like the way that the oh, festival so it's just works. for laughs, but it's a long end? Yes, it's Got exactly. It. Kind of it's like, like Edinburgh, a, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And yeah. Um, so you have to stay for like, I think I was there for like eight days or seven days or something. So that's actually great because then I was like walking around and yeah. checking out the city and I got to make lots of local jokes. <laughs> that is, uh, it's very key. Like it's there's a hospital key. there that's called Sick Kids. What? I'm not actually kidding. Well, listen, let's not be confusing for people. No, they're, I mean, the if you're walking in there and you're a child <laughs> and you can read because you have glasses yeah. on, then you know where you're going. Now, when did glasses morph into contacts or did they? I mean, when I, was I can only grade. assume you're not wearing invisible glasses yeah, no. right now. <laughs> I can only assume. When I, I was don't in, have proof. When I was in sixth grade and I've like never gone back because my, I'm very, I have super duper thick glasses so that's like the kind of thing where if i wore them i like wouldn't be able to see no like out the sides at all so like i wouldn't like the kind of like thing where like she shouldn't drive like those kinds (laughs) of things wait do they make your eyes this is very specific but do they make your eyes seem bigger or teeny yeah that's me too so you're nearsighted yes i am yeah yeah. yes yeah yeah. Yeah. super nearsighted and crazy little teeny weeny i have like the cutest glasses in the world they're like round and adorable but they They shrink down they're only for home i understand i really understand i'm I'm around the corner from that, and I also have glasses I love, and I've, 
I've I've come to understand that for me and my comfort level, I have to be wearing a certain amount of eye makeup. Oh yeah, which so that's a whole thing. So sometimes when people are like, why don't I see you wearing your glasses more? I'm not going to sit them that down and explain funny. to them all the reasons, but kind of that, that is. That makes sense, though. I mean, because then you're some it plays, doing the old, yeah, doing the old play smack them up, give a little the bit mascara of a, into the yeah, oh yeah, the feathery smack, <laughs> yeah. and you have to let your glasses slip down your nose a little bit just so that you can <laughs> to flap be able your to eyes. accommodate eye flapping. That's what it's yeah, called, right? right flap your yes. eyes. I mean, how would you get things done? <laughs> you know, if you can't flap your eyes it's at people to, to get them to react. But you've never gotten LASIK. I haven't, and I'm I'm nervous about it because so I have a very high prescription. So like for a while, it wasn't even advised Mm -hmm, mm because like they were like, "Chicka go crazy," (laughs) you know. Like so for a while, it wasn't even advised. We could lose your eye altogether. Exactly. So now I think that because they got better over time, I could have it done. But um, so because I because I had cross eyes, I had. Surgery nose too. So the patch means you just you, that's forcing your cross eye to focus where it should be. Is that how? God, it looks? look at you. Yes, I don't know that's that much about literally exactly what it is. Well, nobody ever guesses EQ3. why e it would equals EQ three. Yeah. <laughs> nobody ever guesses why that. Interesting. Yeah. maybe I knew that. You wear it on your strong eye. Okay. Yeah. And then your weak eye has to like work harder because what happens basically is that um, so. The reason your eyes cross is because like you have one weaker muscle than the other, and then the strong muscles just like I got this. Uh-huh. You take a rest, sure. and then the strong eye works really hard. So after a while, the weak eye because your brain doesn't actually want to see two images because like if you're looking, if one eye is crossed and one is straight, you actually just see double. Yeah. So your brain is like, this is no, too confusing. No. I don't want to see this. So then that's why people go blind in their eye so because your brain just blinds you like to help you right. so that you can keep going in the world. God, the brain. <clears throat> So that misguided brain of ours, yeah, so many ways. It's like, mm-hmm. guys, I gotta take care <laughs> of it. This is gonna help. I'll just out. give you schizophrenia Look wherever like you want. That is what, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so many things that yeah. can misfire and mistrigger, right. thinking it's doing you a favor. Absolutely. The worst. So okay, so then so your you, eye starts to fo- fo- your your weak eyes. Like, I guess I gotta take this one, everybody. So it gets a little stronger. But I also had surgery when I was two, and then I had surgery again when I was twenty. Um, and that surgery was like actually crazy uh you want to hear a crazy surgery yes. story okay so i live stories already give me the yeah total BGs. i mean not you're, word. you're not even gonna... not even like that's not even like a colloquialism <laughs> like, barry, wore, yeah. like barry gibb BG, like the bgs BG, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah okay he's the lost bg brother uh-huh. guys everyone knows um, bg so i was living in rome at the time and that is humble brag uh, but that is relevant because um i got over prescribed for my contact lens my contact lenses oh. before i moved and so when i moved i knew that something was happening with my eyes but i didn't know what it was okay i was also coming out at the same time so i was calling my parents who i just come out to and being like something strange is happening with my eyes they're crossing more than they usually do they would cross a little bit during like um, if I was sick or tired, they would cross. Yeah. But I was like, it's happening a lot. I'm trying to sleep in. They were like, well, it might be. They called my eye doctor. My eye doctor told them that it could be the psychological strain of anything new that had been introduced into my life. So my parents... I can't believe I was about to make a coming out joke and then at that my actually parents, they were afraid. Uh, thought that... And they were you know, given medical advice that oh, it was probably God. like... Because they also um, oh. were super Catholic and they... We're not sure what was going on with me, and they mm. 
thought that this was probably not really my life, like that I'd been misguided while going to school in Boston. So they were like, it could be that, you know, you've been seduced into this lifestyle that doesn't make sense for you. The dark side that made you cross eyes. Yeah, and you got so gay you crossed your (laughs) eyes. So, And you also had a lot of hair on your palms from masturbation. (laughs) Any other thing I can think of that... And I also, so I do not speak Italian. And my parents are telling me. And what like, were you doing in Rome? Just so well, we I was I was a theology studying. major oh, um, in oh, college. Interesting. So I was there studying um, comparative theology. Okay. Um, I, and that's a tiny bit ironic. We can agree. Since yes. you're okay. Yes, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you had to have, so, so, so okay. So, so I was like wandering around Rome, like falling over cobblestones, being like, uh, "This is totally nuts." My parents were like, "Well, we could send you to a." A friend of ours knows a person who's a doctor, but Italy has socialized medicine. So I went to this doctor. They're like, he goes, he comes highly recommended. In fact, he's the Pope's eye doctor. But La-ti-da. because Italy That's has amazing. socialized medicine, the Pope's high doctor just, he just like good works, for anybody. He just works good at the hospital. Anybody. He's right. not like in a special yeah. place. He just like works at the hospital. So I showed up to this hospital, but it's like, it's, it's like, I don't speak Italian and I'm literally just being that's like, my, spaghetti? Like, is about. there anything? Like, <laughs> yes, say you any know, Italian Is there anything that you could help yeah. me oh, with? Um, this, is a, this is a nightmare for so many of us, I'm sure. Just it's being a in nightmare. a strange place, so, like, not speaking the language, having a physical problem, that's terrible. And I know no one and else. And that stress would probably make it worse. I know, and I know nobody else. Oh, so I'm only like man. meeting people and just like, my eyes are totally out of whack and I'm seeing double. So it's, it was a total mess. And I ended up having to fly home and then have surgery um, because the second I got home, I went to a different doctor who was like, oh, this is not psychological at all. She's she, Her conduct You're, prescription oh is too God. strong. So they did surgery. And the surgery that they do when you're an adult, when you're a kid, it's with lasers. When you're an adult, they put you to sleep. Right. Don't throw up. Let me know if you need me to move this. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks for looking out. Yeah. They, they put you to sleep and then they cut the muscles on the side of your eye and then they loosely thread sutures in there and then... Sure they do. They wake you up. Sure they do. And you have to uh, go to a different location. You have to go to like the doctor's office, not the hospital. And then... The, wake you up post-surgery. So you have like s- literally threads coming oh God, out of your eyes. Oh, God, oh, God. And then the doctor has to move the threads while you're awake so that your eye can be adjusted and you can tell them when you only see one. So like she was like pulling it like... Ooh, like like like, like marionetting Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, like pulling it like... Puppet. Pulling it and then my eye was got like straighter and straighter and then she cut it off and tied Were you out suture. of it enough that that in and of itself wasn't just the weirdest, most scary? I mean, it feeling? was uh, terrifying. It was totally terrifying. <laughs> I mean... But... Um, oh, God. That is why... To answer your question in a very long way, I'm terrified of getting LASIK because I'm like, what if something goes Hello? awry of and course. then I have to have crazy eyeball not, on a string it's surgery? A it's not a necessary surgery. So Why I will be wearing contacts got- for a while. Oh my god! I don't think. Oh, okay. Well, listen. I've I've just been told that my eye. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most like mundane. Now I'm like, I have a very similar problem. My eyes are very dry. <laughs> That's all I can offer. So like you, you get I've it. gone through a lot. Yeah, you get it. You get it. I've really been through it. Oh, uh, but your eyes I are mean, super I have dry. To, I have. Uh, well, I you have to are. put re- re-wetting drops I have to put in there. Re-wetting drops in there. I do wear contacts. Yeah. Uh, but like in the, but for for reals. <laughs> 
And there's no way, again, like, this is not a, I'm trying to. No, but that's terrible. I can't top or follow what you Dry, said. Yeah, it's okay. We're not. For sure. Hey, there's no competition. For sure. But you are winning. But <laughs> I do have to, like, especially at night. This sounds so silly, but it's 100% true. Like, it's, I've realized this is why. Um, when I go into REM, you know how your eyes are, like, darting back and forth yeah. and, like, fluttering and stuff? If I wake up out of a dream, my eyes are so dry, I feel like. Like I immediately, it's like it's urgent terrible. that I put eye drops in. I know. Urgent. How are you on planes? Planes terrible. are bad for that. Terrible. And also by the end of the night of Sketchfest of me, the combination of like getting up at eight, not getting enough sleep, getting up, sitting at a computer, doing accounting, running around, being at shows, then like stopping in at a party. By the time I'm at the party, people think I am stoned out of my <laughs> mind. Like my eyes are so oh. bloodshot just from. You've just been wearing your contacts too contacts, long. Yeah. Just dry. You didn't just get red. To have your eyeballs breathe. Yeah. yeah. I'll defend you to the, Thank to you. the end. Thank she you. She is not stoned currently or might be a little, but not <laughs> a lot. That is. That's not what's making my eyes. Yeah, yeah, no, it has nothing to do with that. Ay, ay, ay. And so. <clears throat> Number one, uh, do you have that uh, like empathetic emotional response with stuff where while someone's describing something, you kind of feel like you have it? Because I almost felt like I wanted my eyes to start crossing. (laughs) I mean, I didn't want it, but it kind of felt like it was possible. Like as I was as I was taught, because as I'm looking to you and we're talking about the fact that, you know, if you are stressed or if you are tired, those even those those muscles that we don't think about using absolutely that are being used you sort of become aware of them in a different way and all of a sudden i was like i do have to really i'm working very hard right now just to keep my eyes not from crossing (laughs) well you know um my fiance ria shout out to ria butcher when we shout out to ria butcher when we met you know, like everybody has their like face, like their face that they do when they're just like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like her like yeah. face that she cross would do eyes. was to cross her eyes and she would just be like, Brr. and then I had to be like, that's, that really makes me kind of sad. Whoa. And then she was like, okay, I'll stop doing it. Oh. But actually, I might not even said that. She might have yeah. just like sussed out that right. like that's like the worst <laughs> oh, thing you could no. do no. so she tries not to do it but just, like once a year or something sure. like that she'll just slip and be like and then she feels very bad hey you don't have to feel bad i get it we're in the world it is so interesting that there's a thing that 99 percent of people right would never think was right. a thing right but it's, but it's like allowed to, for it to strike a chord for you 100%. Oh, bless. but that it's the it's like the equivalent face of like mocking stupidity like right right i can't believe i'm this dumb yeah. you know those <laughs> are my me. i can't even point my eyes in the right those direction are my actual eyes oh, oh no but you didn't get teased no i that's didn't so great well because so i think that's why i think it's part of the reason that i mean there's so many reasons that one becomes a stand-up comic but i think part of it is just like having to overcompensate early for some shit that probably was like really terrible right for me um but like you still have to go to school you know you can't like not go to school so right. i think i think i just developed this way of like kind of joking over pain and then that's it turns out that's what stand-up comedy is. <laughs> yes, it does. Very often. <laughs> yeah. Very often. Yeah. And were you an only child? No, I have two sisters. Okay. Where two. are you in the in I'm the in the middle. Yeah. Child. I have two very girly sisters. 
do you feel like you got special attention? Because the middle child sometimes, mm. I mean, if I'm going to get all like, this is mm-hmm. what people say, I'm an only child, so who knows? Oh, but, you're an only child. Um, yeah, but like, you know, when people are like, well, sometimes the middle child is a peacekeeper or sort of disappears because the oldest child has a lot of responsibility, the youngest yeah. child is the baby or whatever. But then you had physical stuff going on, so it makes me wonder if there was like a tension magneted think, to you. I think I guess I'm implying that you did this on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you should have seen how open. difficult it was to uh, set that whole thing oh up, like God, all of the snipping of Good the grift. Yeah, thank you. Really solid um, grifting. No, uh, well, I think yes, in some ways, but also there. I think there's another thing going on too, which is that so I'm from like a very Catholic Italian family. And my older sister and I were kind of raised like twins. She's three years older than me, but we were just kind of raised like twins. Hmm. But we were like each other's counterpoint Mm. where like we're just, I mean, just completely like a full person went together sort of situation. Um, And I, I think had some gender stuff going on that my dad really related to. Interesting. Because I, I mean, I, we just lived in an area and we just were in this cultural realm where like the idea of gay had Uh no it would like that was not something anybody could be but he was just like it was just like she was the daughter and i was the son sort of that makes if that makes any sense like sense i think that's how people dealt with it Mm -hmm. in a lot of families before it was you know and that's a great that's one of the great things that's come out of us quote-unquote attacking things early Mm -hmm. is you know my cousin who's transgender who's female to male um these guys know he's done my podcast but you know, he's dealing now with counseling, you know, a seven-year-old kid, a six-year-old kid who's identifying as male, uh, yeah. you know, with female genitalia. But he's like, there was not, there was nothing. There was no conversation to be had. There was not, that was not a thing. Right. And to a certain degree, too, with, you know, being gay, even for a generation like ours where um, you can come out much earlier, you still don't even know like i yeah. don't think i knew it was a thing until i was oh, 10 I did or not. 11 you know I'm, i mean i didn't until i was 20 and i kissed a woman for the first time that's like honestly when i realized yeah. that Who you could that, be you gay Aaron foley i think has a similar timeline right mm. I, I feel like when i, I don't know when we were talking about it and came out I think yeah it was around then because i think well, she had the experience of like in fact, I do. It's a great listen if you ever want to listen to it. It's a great listen because I remember her having the experience where she was, I think it was a bartender and the bartender was like, oh, you, you're on our team or whatever. And she thought it was some other, she didn't even know that it was a oh, reference to being gay. I and then she ended up her. kissing that girl and she was like, hello, hello, I'm I, awake. I'm awake, everyone. I have heard her tell that story yeah. now that you bring it up. I think actually we have kind of similar-ish families. She's got like a close... Mm-hmm. She has a lot, but she has a lot of, well, I guess she has the kind of like brothers, like athletic, boyish, mm-hmm. kind of like she was very, very sporty too when she was younger. Um, and guess, still is. Her whole family, I think, is. If right. memory serves. But Maybe you mine's the, the opposite. The yeah, I was. I th- Were you like, a tomboy in the sense that you did kind of like you weren't, you have these girly sisters well, that you were worried my right? older sister, the one that I was raised like twins with, so she's literally a ballerina. Like she was a ballerina. She was like had like long spindly legs and like long hair and I was just like square and I played every sport you know so I think that I think that the having some medical issues going on definitely counted for something but I also think that there was like a weird thing where it actually benefited me early because my dad was like really into me like just like oh like oh somebody I can hang out with because my older sister was into all this stuff that like did not enter into his realm at all and uh 
the funny thing then being later when I was coming out that he was just like, I don't know. There were like no signs. Really? And, yeah. He said that. I mean, both my parents were like, were unable to. Look back had you had signs. like enough kind of boyfriends and that sort of like, were you living a straight enough life that well, yes. um, you felt like, you know, they felt like they could be comfortable convincing themselves that you were a good Catholic <laughs> kid, I guess is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. I was the, my high school boyfriend and I were voted class couple. We were a class Ooh, couple of my class. My. He was the That's pretty adorable. captain of our football team. Oh, okay. And but you weren't like a cheerleader. Star. No, no I was the mascot of that no, football we team. We need to get into that. Immediatamente. <laughs> um, what, what was the mascot? I can't wait to find out. I almost want to just like, it's almost like Do you if I guess? had an intermission yeah. for the podcast, I'd be like, and, or like a, like an ad break. We're right. going to find out what that mascot was when we come back. <laughs> Think it over. All right. I will guess. I will guess. Um, uh, okay. I'm going with something. I'm going with the obvious early wildcat. Not a wildcat. There's a lot of wildcats no. out yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. Great, great call. I understand why you would. Is it? Maybe I don't want to know. I'm wondering if it's like a more obscure sort of like, huh, or if like a like a head scratcher, or if it's like, no, that's like a like a tiger. The like a- name of the mascot, I don't think you would get, but the uh, animal mm-hmm. that it goes with. Spoiler alert: It's an animal. Okay, all right, uh, all right. is something Instead that of like a, a globe, yeah, or, or a like a note. race of people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an inappropriate. <laughs> wonderful race of american uh-huh. indians who yes. in no way want you to name their team, right. team after them um okay badger no but wow i can't believe that's your second choice i mean from, from why i tried to right go to yeah. badger i tried to go to something i had heard before maybe once it's like you went umbrella and then very specific I but did. i like that strategy wolverine wolverine no Mm-mm. think of the air eagles close hawks no, it's a, you got <laughs> Well, it's okay. Here, I'm just gonna tell you. It's a red wing, which is just a bird. It's okay, just a red right, bird. Right. I, that's not. I don't think a red wing is. Uh, th- think of like a cardinal. Red wing, sure, mm-hmm. sure. That's what it looked like. Okay, looked like a giant cardinal. Well, that's with legs right? and head, <laughs> and it had flappy arms, and I was that. That's and pretty terrific, though. Have you listened to? Oh man. Guys, I'm sorry. I can't remember what this is, but I do kind of remember what it is. It might be a This American Life episode, but there's an episode about a girl. <clears throat> Boy, I wish I could remember what it is. I'm pretty sure it's This American Life, and it's a series of stories, and the series of stories have to do with your identity and kind of something to do with, like, it's this kid who she's attached. She's, I would say she sounds gay, but that's, like, yeah. a horrible thing to say. I mean, who knows? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a horrible thing to Maybe say. Maybe she's even described that way. Yeah. But um, but she's very, very shy in her regular life, and she is the best mascot that has ever been. She When she discovered that mascotting was, like, a thing she could pursue, she dove into it full force and even in the episode like which it's totally this american life because i can almost remember what reporter it is but they're saying like can you do a cartwheel and in her regular body she can't she literally can't she's not oh putting that's on, like, amazing a thing. she's like i don't know how to and then well, she's, she like, is putting on a thing she can't really do but like that's part of mascotting i'm no, just kidding no, no but uh, that's yeah, just yeah. an idea of suits <laughs> just a suit just a mascot suit joke <laughs> She she when she's yeah when she's not wearing the suit she it's that it's this like superhero it's I like totally get it superhero and that might even be the name of the episode but and then she does and then as the tiger she's just so confident that that's she doesn't so care awesome. if she knows how to do one and she does one perfectly because she's like I've seen one done I mean that's really like did you enjoy the sort of I mean I'm not that is getting very psychological but did you enjoy the kind of freedom of like I'm 
I'm in public, but like I'm not as myself. You know, I don't know if I, but even to a deeper degree. Yeah, I don't know if it was the anonymity that like spoke to me. I think more just like I've always wanted to kind of perform and do something in front of people. Like I love entertaining people, but Mm -hmm. um, and I really liked playing sports. Like I played. I was a three-sport athlete in high school, but I was like not... What were the sports that you played? um, Basketball, soccer, and I swam. Wonderful, wonderful. But I wasn't like great at sports because I just... um, And this isn't like... But I just wasn't like captivated by it. Like I I would go to practice, but I loved just like being around my teammates. And like I was captain of my swim team, but I was like a terrible swimmer like literally in the oh, slowest lane but okay. it was just because i was really fun sure like like they were like here's <laughs> hilarious she goes to the deep end of the pool and sits on the bottom and has a tea party we are electing her get like my my coach like hated school me spirit because school yeah school spirit. spirit so i think it was more just like um because i went to a very conservative catholic school there were no outlets like that for women like there wasn't like yeah. a like this is the chick that is like the you know so right. I think it was like the closest thing that, that I sense. could find to that yeah because um, like my my then boyfriend who was like a really nice man and really great he just was this natural athlete who they had him run the anchor leg of the four by one hundred meter relay even though he wasn't on the track team they were just like will you just show up oh and my you God. can just run wow that thing that's gotta feel like, good to have someone that's gotta be good yeah. yeah. So, like, I have seen what that looks like, and that was definitely not my experience. My experience was, like, I'm just great at messing around, (laughs) but also very studious and, like, square, but just, like, good at, I guess, stand-up comedy is what I'm talking about. (laughs) In the end, you were still a good student, though? Like, you were a decent student? Yeah, I was very, like... I got to be amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. I was just very, like, play-by-the-rules and very... I was like an out. I was an outspoken advocate of abstinence okay. to my fellow students. Did you? Which is amazing. I mean, but like, I guess it was not difficult. Well, that's for the question, me. right? That's sort of the question: is how? Yeah. So you just knew that you were doing everything that kind of everyone around you was doing. I'm, I'm assuming to a certain degree, but that there was just no pull to take it any further. I mean, because mm-hmm. you know, when I talk to people, and I, uh, speaking for myself too, it's like. I don't know, especially with the fluidity, I think it's more permissive with, with women than it is with men still, um, culturally. But, like, you know, it doesn't feel necessarily bad to kiss 100%. anybody that you like well enough. Do you Thank know what I you mean? for saying Especially that. if you have hormones and you're figuring out what all that does and, like, what a pulse racing feels sure. like and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. Um, that, uh, but, the, but, but, like, were, were people... Were girlfriends of yours talking about their experiences or about their desires, and you were kind of like, "Huh, I guess I just don't, yeah, feel I, quite that about this person." I just didn't get it because, well, first of all, I think you're totally right that fluidity is so much more accepted for women. I mean, I think that if we gave little baby boys the opportunity to be themselves in the world, then they wouldn't be so scared about being feminized right. and being women which i think is where a lot of homophobia comes from like men being really afraid of being women because yeah. women are weak so therefore you can't be gay right. um but i think like if you're a chick in high school you can have like sleepovers with your best friends and you can like hug them a lot and you can have like songs together <laughs> that are like your songs yeah i mean i have this memory of like dancing with my 
high school boyfriend and then my best friend dancing with her high school boyfriend next to us and uh you're still the one by shania twain came on and i just like <laughs> turned to my friend and i was like it's our song <laughs> like to my girl yeah. friend yeah. because that's how i felt yeah. but you're right like i mean people are so many people are beautiful in the world inside and out and i think we can be really attracted to people that we shouldn't be with so like i was super attracted to uh all the men that i dated Mm -hmm. like personality wise and then also like their you know their bodies or their faces like i love to look at them but then i would just be like that is enough also (laughs) like i like like i had weird rules about like don't touch my shoulders but like we can totally hang out yeah you know (laughs) no it's funny too because i feel like even for for those of you who haven't had maybe the same questions about your sexuality that 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 some of us have in the world um it's still totally identifiable because who hasn't been in a situation where your sort of brain is telling you that you should feel something about someone that you don't feel and you can't make those two things connect and there's like self-convincing going on where you're like even if it's somebody that you're not in love with anymore and you used to be or you know maybe you made the decision to kind of stray and then now you can't connect with that part like all of those conversations you have with yourself where you're like i should be what is wrong with me i should be why am i not <laughs> you know what is wild is in my entire life of having conversations about this which is not really my entire life i guess i came out 13 years ago nobody has ever said that and that is totally right that is a great way of describing it. It's exactly that. Because yeah. of course, because people will also, sometimes people are like, can you even have like female friends or, or stuff right, like that? Or right. where you're like, wait, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> like, j- like if you're straight, you don't want to fuck like every guy, Correct. you know? And I mean, I, I also well, think you yeah. probably would fuck some women. Like yeah. I think there's, you yeah. know, we're all like, well, it's about, you yeah. know, energy and, and like spectrum and so i think you're totally right that it, that's exactly how it feels yeah is those moments where you're like this person is the best yeah they're the coolest love the taste in movies yeah also i get very squidged out in right. my stomach <laughs> right when they touch me right right oh it's so yeah that's a that's a real thing um hang on just a second um thank you for putting up with my uh let me just make sure there aren't any festival emergencies going on um are there any festival emergencies going on not really no, everything's like okay. I so just you, had to look at some communication and make sure. You stay up here for the whole month. You work yeah. every day, like sun up to sundown, and I then mean, go to shows. That's, I would say. I almost was going to say that's an exaggeration, but it's not. It's not really that much of an exaggeration. There will be a couple of days where I think th- I think people can kind of take a breath, but. I mean, by and large, just because there are so many dates and so many shows, um, yeah. even if you kind of feel like whatever's happening in the moment is under control, there's always this sort of thing of like, but I do need to make sure blank, blank, and blank happen. And um, I'm not, gra- let's say, I'm great at procrastinating sometimes, but I'm not great at procrastinating about this festival because it just is it means so much to me and kind of has, you know, it, really there is no one else who will do it if I won't do it. Like my partners and I have those kind of responsibilities. And, uh, and, and, I will say that I guess I'm grateful that while I do have a procrastinator's brain and body in some places that um, that I do have that machine that will actually deliver the message to my brain that's like you're not going to enjoy this quote unquote hooky time. (laughs) Sure. Like don't pretend like you're going to you have to do this thing first or you're going to put this thing off and also not have a great time. I can't compartmentalize to the degree where I'm like. What's up, everybody? I'm just doing a little shopping, trying on some shoes. 
Like with these things hanging in the background, those things are like daggers yeah. in my neck. You know, I totally so, get that. You I guys mean, also have a, a lot of bigger name people and events coming in, and I yeah. think yeah, to maintain those of, relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm sure is a lot also just because yeah, is a lot, people have a lot of shit that they need when they're <laughs> at right. that point. They like That's right. need some help. Also, you and I were talking about like we're not even at that point and we still know that we have like weird basic needs that have developed mm-hmm. just out of traveling a lot that we didn't know. Because yeah. I always that's and I think that's the worst person. I, I've said this before. I will say it again because it's something I'm constantly battling is. I so don't want to be the person who thinks they're low maintenance, but in fact is high maintenance. <laughs> that is a real fear of mine. Yeah. And I feel that coming out when I'm like making special requests or doing this or that. And so then I try to fix it myself, but sometimes you need to ask for it. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm in some strange place and I don't have a car and I'm relying entirely on this convention that's brought me out there, um, I, I maybe do need to, them to, like, I need to ask Absolutely. them where's the grocery store. But I get this thing in my head where I'm like, oh, that's, st- that's <laughs> troublesome. You know, I'll be the person who's creating problems. And so it's a little bit of, like, you know, a loop that I get I'm into, constantly learning that, too. But I think that what I've learned is that whenever I ignore that and just, like, keep going, then the mistake down the line is, like, so much more massive. Yeah, you're right. So right. if I'm if I'm like I can just handle this, I don't need to like loop in my team of people, and then like right. and then something like insane happens, and yep. I'm like, you know, hundred percent, yeah, exactly. stranded on a something yeah. with none of the things I need and a whole audience of people that <laughs> don't have any drinks, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. So. Yeah, no, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. It's a good reminder. It's a good reminder to take advantage of that stuff because a lot of the time I do feel like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that, where I'm like, I got this, and then I don't show up for something because I didn't have it in my schedule, and I needed someone in that yeah. case to be like, gentle reminder, you have to be blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, you never got this. I yeah. think that's what's wild, because yeah. this is such a it's such a job where I feel, because um, you're a small business owner, but the business is you, so it feels very selfish sometimes to take care of the business when the business is you. Yeah. But uh, it turns out that other separate. people are like depending on the business other people are selling tickets to the business and other people are like making money off the business yeah. so you have to kind of like make sure that you're make sure that your <laughs> stock is in order <laughs> oh yes yes i gotta do an inventory oh, yeah you gotta put your gotta do an inventory mm-hmm. um well let me get back to uh, uh this idea of and i do think that it's something that people experience um that are not necessary again it has nothing to do with whether you're gay or straight but it can have to do with developmentally where you're your feelings of like love and passion come from. But as it happens, I do remember when I talked to Dave Holmes, he was talking about how when he finally had that first really, you know, great experience with someone that wasn't just kind of like messing around and um, to maybe paraphrase him, um, that he, I think my question was like, well, did you sort of like feel like you were madly in love with this person because you didn't have any, source point of reference i mean we already don't have those points of reference because that's those are the points we're building as teenagers yeah but then if like you sort of somehow navigate through that without even having that in a in an authentic what turns out to be an authentic version of yourself later on then what's the challenge of you know being a person who's out of their teens with some experience but not you know but then like sort of waking up if you will and going like oh shit like did you think I mean, this is just a long winded way of me saying, like, was there somebody that you were like, I love you so much <laughs> like that? You know, well, sure. I think there's a real second adolescence that happens where you're having this strange thing where your body is 15 and 20 at the same time or whenever it happens for you. Sure. And um, I also think that 
I don't know everybody's coming out experience now, but I, I, many of the people who are like our generation or, um, I think I've talked to Dave about this actually, but it, it, I think that what happened, um, was that, so the, I came out at this conservative Catholic college where, we're actually at the time that I came out, um, you could have been kicked out of school for being gay. Are you serious? Yeah, it was. This is outside of Boston, you said, or in Boston? Yeah, this is in Boston. This is Boston College. I don't mind saying their name, those motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, that is very bad. It, they would not put it in their non-discrimination policy. And this also wasn't like silently happening. There was a movement among students to have it included in the non-discrimination policy, and they refused. So there were like people putting up in their windows like basically like, i'm a safe space in some rooms on campus but it's a really terrible environment because you know to feel like you're not sure how your family's going to take it and then also you might have to go to your family if you know like things were rough at home for a long time because my family was my parents were specifically very confused um, how hard for them too because if they were the kind of parents that did feel that they fostered in you this idea of you being amazing and you're capable of anything to feel like how does this fit into it? And like, oh God, I want to be the supportive parent, but not about something that I find. They like, were wrong. really worried that I was going to re- wreck my life. I think more than anything. Yeah. Also, like I think there's the Catholic thing where they were worried about hell for a while, um, and then my mom got over that pretty quickly. Oh, that's good. But my dad, I think, lived in that space for a little while longer. But then on top of that, if you have no models to look to, they were just like, well, I mean, she's not going to hell, but like, she's going to have a weird life where she like. I don't know where she lives or what she does or who she's with in this life of hers. It's just a whole different, yeah, especially if it's something you don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, there's like a, there's I'm sure a wall put down because parents like to imagine their kids in whatever realm they're in. And I'm sure it was just like clang. Like, what? Well, who is she? Who is this person? What? Yeah. Who is she in terms of what her day to day is like? I think it's a mourning Oof. thing. I think your parents kind of have to mourn this kid that like didn't exist, but they didn't know yeah. that kid didn't exist. So when you're coming out, you're like, awesome, this is who I am. And then when when they are going through mourning this child that they thought that they knew, yeah. it's really, really wild. Yes. Were you able to have heart to hearts with them on any kind of because that's another thing too right is if you have somebody if some people have a close relationship with their parents and then information like that comes out and even if it's hard they already had this foundation of well let's talk it out you know let's hash this out let's really talk about this like why are you troubled by this and yeah maybe somehow you can get through it that way and some people are like i have to deal with it over here and you have to deal with it over here and then right. hopefully we'll come back together everything we could talk about everything i talk out everything with my family um but except sex Mm -hmm. because of the catholicism so sexuality isn't really about sex but because sex is a component of sexuality we could not talk about this right so i think it was really hard for a while also because of that like they also couldn't it was also difficult for them to talk to my straight sisters about sex um yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, like whether or not I had, you know, I don't feel like I really yeah. talked about what teenager really gets. To, like nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to. I mean, the you Gilmore don't want to. girls. I, don't I guess like, really There's got never into been some a time in my life when I- <laughs> they were very special. Yeah, they got into some. They got into some sex yeah, stuff. I don't um, think I've ever been in a place in my in my entire life where I would have wanted to have those kinds of conversations, like in any detail, especially if it had to do with like me trying to help them get over something that was uncomfortable for them. Blah. I think it's no, thank it's you. a weird part about coming out to like your parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles like these people that you would this would like never I, some parents have I think a little bit more flexibility on whether they can talk about sex and I honestly just the Catholic Church 
did not do a great job of helping my parents with that. And so they were not super able to do that. But I think like, I think that's one of the reasons it's so difficult to come out. Besides just like the stigma i also think it's just very weird to acknowledge because that it's you are implied sexual. that you have like yes body parts yes and i will s- let me say this because i was gonna say this earlier and it's something i keep thinking about particularly since uh our uh the the this show that i'm that i'm on that is now has now since ended but this great cartoon um called the legend of Korra. there the and in the end of the legend of Korra, the character that i play um ends up in a relationship with uh, begins a bubble relationship with someone that she used to be friends with who's a girl and they are they fall in love um and that was like a big you know it's a big deal i'm very proud that it's a big deal but i think what it's really brought up for me um and i wasn't necessarily planning on talking about this but is that i think one of the hardest things to me about certainly about that uh, you cracked it wide open the idea of homosexuality in for- forces in the concept of sex in relationships where it would never come up before. And I think using though using the, what the situation here that happened with Cora, you know, there's no, there's no definitive like, well, Cora's gay now, even though earlier in the series, she had a boyfriend. So if you continue on that line, and you're like, okay, Cora's bisexual, then you get into this weird realm where, bisexuality implies that you just are hypersexual sure yeah like oh you must be attracted to twice the amount of people (laughs) do you know what i mean yeah and that's really frustrating too because i feel like once you say like there's a salaciousness attached to bisexuality that is more quote-unquote acceptable because men find it titillating for a woman to be bisexual but that's so it's attached to to sex and it's attached to some sort of racy adventurous like mm, likes the boys and the girls right and that's that's a disgusting stigma to have on somebody who might just Absolutely. once in 10 years <laughs> fall in love with a man and then 10 years later she falls in love with a woman how was that salacious how was that like woo, woo, woo. do you know what i, I mean no it's really intense isn't it i mean it's i kind so of think strange. about it like like almost i'm trying to think of like a like a root what like a compass or something what are the th- there's like two if there's like there's like a line of boys and a line of girls and you like you they overlap oh, like a there's Venn diagram a, there's like a sure yes yeah, 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 yeah. there's a uh there is a a man and a woman that have like the exact same kind of like gender imprint like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure you know i i love like david bowie because he seems more like me than most female uh performers sure. or whatever <clears throat> but also like carrie brownstein like Somehow those people are like mm-hmm. kind of in a line with each other. So I just think that um, bisexuality is like people that also could like make a home with those people who are in those sure. different camps. Because like we're all, I think, attracted to different to people yeah. that ha- are across the um, like whether however they identify. We're attracted to like that through line of like. I mean, because if you look back at all the people that you've dated, don't you like always find like the one kernel where you're like, oh got it or maybe there's like a couple types but you can kind of put you can figure out like yeah like even I, when you met them you didn't like see what it was and i'm not talking about like body type yeah. i'm just talking about like oh they like would always do this in this situation yeah i think i think i i think is that's one of the benefits of getting older too and having you know all of those lovers behind <laughs> you totally kidding no but like getting to a point where you can sort of you know take a sort of look and and also see 
maybe even more importantly, who you were, like how you were yes. reflected back at yeah, that point in your absolutely. life and what you needed to see. But um, but I would just like to live in a world where, and because I was this kid, whether my parents wanted me to be or not, where I was just, I, I certainly had feelings for both boys and girls. And by the time I was in high school, I was just ready to have it be whoever. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't think I had as strong of a sort of like, well, I better only be looking in this direction. Um, and and the freedom to like let it evolve from there and what you were saying earlier about that being true for boys and that I think that it should be something that's, you know, earlier and earlier and it doesn't have to be about sex. I think there's ways to talk about it that don't necessarily, you know, don't necessitate like, well, two penises will blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like it can... You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to push that on someone earlier necessarily. Or maybe there are ways to do that that we haven't figured out yet that we're not comfortable with as the uptight culture that we are. But that we can just, like, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm really monologuing and, like, proselytizing. But it's something I do feel very passionately about is that just, that it can just be, like... We're you can just so you can love you can love this person you can want to kiss this person you could this it could that that it's just like it can be lighter do you know what i mean yeah well i mean we're so stressed out about sex that i think <laughs> that's like the main problem mm-hmm. i mean because when people say they don't want to share when they don't want like kids to know about gays and lesbians that is i'll like fight for the rest of my life to get people to stop saying that because uh there are gay and lesbian kids so i'm not sure what kids you're talking about but also like the idea because the the problem is that then kids would know about sex but also like kids should know about sex i mean i'm not saying that it should be um more information that they than what they can process at the time but i don't think that it should be and this could be you know my catholic upbringing factoring into how i look and by the way you and i can have an offline conversation about this because these guys are probably bored sick of it but i my mom is mormon Mm. so i can certainly meet you on the like half of my family i was split into yin and yang so i had like my dad the hedonist divorced obviously and then my mom the mormon and sort of have that like kind of looking over on that side and looking over on that side but to to just go straight on to like you know just think like nurturing people in a in a way that's helpful to them like when i was the only sex ed i ever got in catholic school um was in grade school we went on a retreat with a nun wonderful uh the boys and girls were separated and the girls went with a nun i got my period that day my first (laughs) period of course you did and she played Uh, billy joel's only the good die young uh which like the whole message of that song is like you're only gonna die young if you like don't have sex with me tonight and she was like this is what people think about catholics like wow. you need to not listen to Billy Joel. Billy Joel is who she was like. <laughs> so this guy, yeah, Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, no. You know. And then in oh, high school, no. in high school, our sex ed class was uh, we watched an abortion in class on a video. And I think like <sighs> having this year watched Obvious Child, uh, that amazing yeah. movie with Jenny Slate. Yeah, I think like that movie blew my mind because it's such a more helpful look because you know what no woman probably does want to be in that situation she's upset no one wants to no one ever wants to go to the doctor for anything that's painful (laughs) number one and number two nobody is throwing it off like nobody is just being like "Eh, whatever right like i promise you just the agony of the girl and i'm saying this as someone who has not ever been pregnant but has feared i was pregnant so i can't even imagine the like the anxiety that i have peeing on a stick 
without yeah. projecting in any way how I'm going to deal with it because you're a kid. You know, you just don't mm-hmm. like you in your mind. You're like, well, I guess I would get an abortion. But like, what does that even mean when you're still peeing on the stick? Yeah. And the idea like friends of mine that I went with, you know, to have them and stuff like, boy, uh, assurances, adults, nobody is like, whatever. And the great thing about that movie is that she's also not destroyed by it. Yeah. She's also just like a person who has to deal with the thing. Right. Which is actually what life is. It's Correct. just a person who has to deal with the Correct. thing. And they even kind of, I don't know if you saw this movie, but they like, sh- they, I haven't seen it yet. They inc- I, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to spoil this because it's too. important enough to me. They like include a scene of this happening for her. And uh, sh- it's just, I think, like to show you what happens. Yeah. And it's like, it makes you realize that we watch like Law and Order SVU and everything else that's on TV that's like, this is how a murder would look. Correct. This is how rape would look. Yeah. This is how a dead, decayed oh, body yeah. would look. Oh, There's absolutely. like scenes in Hannibal where they're like, this is what it would look like if a mushroom grew out of somebody's face. Absolutely. But like, you've never seen an on screen abortion. So fuck yeah, obvious child. And yeah. also, um, you know, we need to do some work. This is all a very long way of answering your original question, which was uh, my first girlfriend was family to me and i okay. think that's what happens for kids who are coming out when they're 20 but also me at the same time i had a really hard time ending that relationship she's a great woman we were not supposed to be together and i ended up ending it really badly like we went down in flames instead mm-hmm. of just ending it when i should have ended it yeah. i like you know was a jerk to her but the reason that i was is because she was my family like she was the only person that understood what i was going through she was at that school with me we graduated and like lived our lives together and we should not have married each other but i think it's a really like you're saying that like i love you so much it was like beyond love it was just like she was literally at that time the only other person in the world that i Mm. could relate to and that's so much i mean what you guys i'm not saying anything new but that's so much pressure for anyone no one should have to have that much pressure on their relationship you know we're not meant to have one person that's like you're my everything I don't need anything else from anybody else. Just thank, you. Thank God I've dated all me. those girls since then right? so that I can uh, <laughs> understand there's other women who can understand oh, me too. Oh man. Well, this has been such a pleasure. I'm going to I want to get into some mash with you. You're you're a dream come true. I love chatting oh, with you. Let's I can't mash it up. We haven't hung out before. This is I know. Yes. Now we shall. Oh, we shall. <laughs> so if you're on probably gone all the time. All right. Um I'm going to get into some mash. Uh okay. So for my first mash category for you Cameron Esposito, uh, I'm going to offer up uh, three musicians, could be a band, Ooh. could be a s- solo, Great. that uh, not only do you hang out with them, but they actually have started, uh, you're their muse. It's not, se- it doesn't have oh. to be sexual, it's just like, you know, it's that Great. relationship that some like but fashion designers seem sexual. to have, it certainly could be, it certainly could be, listen, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know All right. these things I got evolve. it right now. Yeah. So three. Okay, so... Um, uh, St. Vincent? Oh, yeah. Sure. And Sia? Yep. And she does have to wear a veil on her face. Wonderful. Sia with a veil. Great, great, great. And uh, Sleater Kenny, because this is their year. Yeah. This is their year, isn't it? Yeah. It's their year. Shout out. This is their year. Shout out to those guys. Okay, great. Um, okay. Next one is going to be three uh, vacation homes. Okay, great. Um, anywhere in the world. I don't care if you've been there or not. Three vacation home uh, locations. And they all have to be amazing? Just, just like if okay. you could if you want to okay. be in Ohio and you yeah. you want to be in a trailer in Tucson which is where I'm from yeah you do whatever you want okay it's all okay for you. um okay three um okay like 
you know, like a warehousey type space in Akron, Ohio, where Rhea's from. Great. Just, you know, like really revitalizing the city sort of a situation. Love it. You know, like we become like the Jay-Z and Beyonce Listen, of Akron. I really get the appeal of that. The idea mm-hmm. of like giving some love back to like yeah. an area that and to feel a part like of it. And to feel and protective and proud yeah. of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it. Totally get it. Akron Warehouse. Check. Uh, okay. And then like, um, yeah, uh, just, just, uh, Eiffel Tower privately owned. Great, 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 great. And people can't come in. I take it that you don't have a fear of heights. I'm impressed. No, I'm pretty afraid of heights. <laughs> I would what be wasting it. it. Yeah. What comes with yeah. it is that you don't, you don't, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, afraid. Yeah, yeah. Great, 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 great. But okay. it's just like, they like no longer... People that people can no longer yeah. come. It's just like this can, whole kind you can of look, but you can't touch. Yeah, exactly. It's just like this right. whole. Plus, it's like very phallic, and mm-hmm. lesbians live there. And so like, that's a whole issue. <laughs> and I kind over. of love that. Take it about over. it. I love it. Um, and then, uh, how about just like, um, yeah, actually, you suggested it, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to say, oh hi. Let's just say, oh hi. Uh, a great spot. I will say. Um, like RV parked in. I mean, bear in mind that fancy the RV? Mash is mansion apartment shack. House. Oh yeah, that's so right. that will come in. Oh, so there's a mansion. Okay, then so fuck listen, all of that. You might get stuck uh, with the mansion. Hollywood Hills mansion. But I can't guarantee it. Like I can say Hollywood Hills, but then in the process of elimination, I will let you know whether you got a mansion, apartment, a shack, or a house. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So okay. I, if you're I put, right. Oh, so I need to specify. It could, it could be anything. So okay. you don't have to specify. Got it. I understand. But like oh. Eiffel Tower, you're in pretty good shape. I haven't played a shack. In a while. Ultimately, you're still. In the- I live in a shack in the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you live in like the old elevator yeah, shaft. With, I like, love the rest. this. I think this It'd is be a great. great idea. Okay, number three, getting it in early. Uh, three foods that. Uh, have no physical ramifications on your health mm-hmm. in any way, but that you can have the snap of a finger. It could be extremely specific, like this one thing you had one time you've never found again, or it could just be like a type of food that you just wish you could have all the time, even though it's bad for you. Okay. Um, I'm a vegetarian, mm-hmm. but my number one would be Italian beef sandwich Great. with hot and sweet peppers dipped from Chicago, Al's beef. But Love you don't it. have to write all that specificity now. I just wrote Al's beef italian beef sandwich but it's like just not made of animals you know what i mean in this yes yeah yeah yeah, exactly this is a fantasy world Uh where no animals are harmed during the making of the sandwich um and then oh yeah then just like super cracker cracker crust pizza like real thin crust pizza get that deep dish out of my face yeah listen that's very disloyal of you how dare you i hate deep dish pizza it's the worst it's i don't think it feels like it seems like it's like cheese soup in a Bowls. Yes, it's a real problem. It's not my thing. Everybody's lying about it. Um, I like. I, like I, I agree with you. I feel like I need the variety of texture to make oh, it so good. Yeah, great. And then like, um, I'm also um, crazy lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ice cream. Do it. Tons of ice cream. Do it. Fudge brownie. Ooh, very nice. It's been a while since I've given a shout out to my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor. I'm not sure it's still a thing, but I cannot have it for so many reasons of allergies. Uh, the pretzel, it's like a oh, peanut uh-huh. butter pretzel, like chocolate covered peanut butter pretzel. Yeah. And then also I think there may be like a fudge and peanut butter swirl in there. What is that called? Ch- chubby hubby. Yeah, you're right. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Chubby hubby. Shout out to chubby hubby. And by the way, I don't want to be sponsored by chubby hubby. No, <laughs> I cannot consume it again. I cannot consume it. Okay, number four in our mash categories will be um, uh, three. I'm going to go three sports that you 
wake up tomorrow and you are like killer at and you get oh, like yeah. a great adrenaline rush from okay um women's u.s national t- soccer team great <laughs> that level no great yes exactly that's what this is for and uh um like unreal swimmer great can be in the ocean and yeah. also like best michael phelps great and then finally, I am afraid of heights, but in this universe, I'm amazing at hella skiing. <laughs> Wonderful. You're damn right you are. Mm-hmm. You're damn right you are. Okay. Uh, next category is um, blah, blah, blah. three. All right. Let's go, th- let's go down this road. Uh, three. I've been into this one lately. Film directors or styles. Uh, that sort of like in this case okay what i've been doing is like someone makes a movie of your life but what i want to do now is this is your life as you're experiencing it through the imagination of like three styles of film or three filmmakers does that make sense yeah it's it's a little more abstract but okay um so ridley scott but only alien amazing haunting or yeah yeah super but very like, cool lots of lots of corners mm-hmm, that you're mm-hmm. just like what's behind there yeah <laughs> great and there's a cat and stuff um <laughs> and what other oh well uh richard linkletter linkletter there because i'm gonna live a real long time there if i if he does my life story absolutely you know I mean? at least 12 years at least 12 years and it's very impressive Oh, that was impressive. That was yeah. impressive. It was amazing. I don't know if you saw that movie yet. I did. I did. I was very impressed. Like, I really was like, he did it. I, I, fa- there's something so satisfying about finding out something 12 years after the fact where he's like, I'm done, everybody. And by the way, I'm not sick of it. Or maybe he was, but it was still a great movie. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Because yes. I feel like if I write a script a day later, I'm like, Ugh, I hate this. <laughs> the no, idea I totally of being agree. like, I'm so excited to come back to these people and to this story and... Oh, that's great. And the details he grabbed oh, along yeah. the way, like what he did with technology, I I was trying to figure out, like, did he just have 3,000 hours of footage or was he just like, I'm just always going to check out the cell phone they're using yeah. at that time? Like, it was amazing. I think, I want to believe that it, he had a specific agenda each time because it feels like yeah. the kind of person who would do that would have, like, a really specific thing in mind. But what? maybe not. Maybe he was just like... Part of it is looking at all of this footage and, fit, and feeling oh, like fitting so together what the story is going to be. It's great. Okay, Ridley Scott, Richard Linklater, got him. And then um, finally, like um, Beauty and the Beast era or Disney, Beauty and the Beast era Disney, because right. like we're using new technology. Right. Things are beautiful. Women are feminists. Yeah. Monsters become men. That great. kind of stuff. Great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Next one is going to be uh, three modes of travel which make your experience of doing all this travel that you have to do more oh, pleasurable. Yes. Could be yeah. scientific. Could be fantastic. I can bike everywhere. Great. That would be a dream. Great. 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 I can walk everywhere. I'm a crazy <laughs> walker. I'm a crazy walker. I walk for like hours. Great. And through shoes and stuff. So I would be really happy if I could walk everywhere. Love it. Um, and then finally, motorcycle with sidecar. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. 
I got real quiet, but it was just because I was hiding a burp. I'm just not as <laughs> overt with my burps anymore, and I'm not anymore ladylike. Uh, I can't. I can't say. Um, okay. Uh, next category, second to last, will be now. See, usually I do like a romantic liaison, but I feel like we've covered that with our uh, all the Sudokini's entire band. You know what? That's going to be. I'm like, up to it. But let me get. Let me get a. All due respect to your beautiful fiance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me get the three three people that you have. Um, this I think the the musicians is mm-hmm. very specific, and that could just be encounters in the musicianship. Sure. This could be uh, escapade. Could be alternate universe uh, partner. Cool. Up to you. Yeah, I like that. Um, all right. Who am I obsessed with? Let me try and remember their names. Sigourney Weaver. Great, 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 great. And uh, let's hope we get Alien. (laughs) Fit her right back into the place she was so eager to leave. So great. (laughs) And then who else am I into? Um, There's like so women that so many women that slay me, and yet currently I'm unaffected by their wiles. Well, you can pop. Let's just do like Anne Hathaway because she. I love her. I just watched a lot of people uh, don't the really Devil like Wears her. Prada for maybe the fifth time. I didn't even think of myself as a person who would give a shit about a movie like that, and I've loved it from day one. It's so good. Everyone's performance is so good. Emily Blunt is so Emily. Let's put Emily Blunt on there. Great. That's oh, my third. She's a dream. And I don't know if you've seen. Um, well, live die repeat is what is the tagline. Oh yeah, line yeah, that yeah. On, but uh, live? no, not a blah, 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 whatever blah. that was. It was great. It's so Something good. About tomorrow. Anyway, she was great. It was great. I really enjoyed that movie too. That movie was a sleeper. Yeah. Anything anything time travel related, even though I know it's all paradoxical, I'm still on board for also, it. Also, Tom Cruise, like thank God he's not serious in that movie because I feel yeah. like he really I couldn't I was like, I don't know, Tom, I think we're done. <laughs> but then and she's doing so much yoga in that movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's good. I'm stuff. having a real problem with it's her. Good stuff. <laughs> And but Devil Wears Prada yeah. is amazing, and everybody in that movie is amazing. Is and with Stanley Tooch, yeah, damn it, we really need to give that movie more credit. I agree with you. I watch Thank it you. a lot when I'm on the road. If it's Thank on TV, you. that's when I'm watching. It's a feel good movie, but it's not like a guilty pleasure. It's mm-hmm. a legitimately just great movie. I'm going to say a great the, job with the it. weirdest thing in the world. That is my favorite Meryl Streep performance. Think of all the movies Meryl Streep has let ever me, done. It's my favorite. This. Let me meet you. Yeah, um, let me meet you with my own. And I and and I will say that it rivals uh, Devil Wears Prada. Death becomes her. Oh, Death becomes her Come is so on! good. What did that you win the Academy Award for that? That's I as good agree. as she's ever been. That's very good. Oh, it's such a great. movie. It's a great movie. Oh, it's so good. Great. Okay, final category. And then I have to get back to work. Um, final category will be uh, three pets. Could be anything. Could be a real animal that it would never make sense to have as a pet. Could be an animal that you just love, like you always wanted a St. Bernard. It could be like something fictitious, like a unicorn, griffin, whatever. Cool. Um, my dog, Murph, who's cool. What's up, Murph? Great. Shout out to Murph. He'll Murph, be listening. Murph it up. And also, what other animals are there? Like dragon, like flying sure. dragon. Sure. Maybe toothless from... How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, great, 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 great. Specific sure. dragon from sure, a specific dragon yours. movie. <laughs> He's very cute. Or final animal. Um. Well, sea animals are so crazy. I know, right? And I think like 
if you had the capacity to train and have one as a pet, like squid, let's say you have a squid. Great. What it, you know, great. Imagine what's life going to be like with that pet? Imagine the kind of money you would have, (laughs) you would have to be able to support your squid habit. I'm in that world. I'm very wealthy. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated too. Okay. Uh, tell me when to stop. Okay. Ooh, now. Okay. Okay, I'm going to pause this, do some quick math. It's not really math. And come back with your 100% guaranteed math. I just said math future. See, that's what happens. E equals MCQ3. All right, are you ready? Do you feel like you're ready for the awesome, amazing math future I'm about to reveal to you? I gotta know. Once again, this happens every once in a while. This feels like... Uh, with a couple of exceptions, I guess, for things I don't have as strong feelings about. Like, I would be very happy to trade places with you and take this on. So, first of all, I want to congratulate you on... <laughs> now, this is cool. I guess this is... Yeah, this makes sense. Um, the Akron Warehouse space. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Happens to also be a mansion. Yeah. So, what's like... I guess you own, like, a five-floor uh, warehouse. Most of Akron. converted to we a mansion. Most of Akron. <laughs> so, fancy pants. People will write about that. Uh, you know what I feel might be, this is what I like to imagine, is that uh, also near the Akron Warehouse, you guys, um, and I'll tell you with who in a second, have revitalized all areas, including all of the parks and soccer fields. Yes, because so I'm on the national bring- team. <laughs> they got to come. That's where you guys practice. That's good because Hope Solo's benched. Well, so I'm going to be the new goalie in. sometime in the next 30 days. Bring in Hope back to the team. <laughs> I sure will In a manner of speaking, not literally. Uh, okay, next, I want to congratulate you on, everybody knows this makes me very happy, that no matter where you go, feel free to just be on your bike. Oh, yes. Thank God. That's my fantasy of, and then I look out at the San Francisco night traffic, mm. and I'm like, I don't want to ride to a show tonight on the Oh, bike. I know. Just me and my 81 oh, Trek man. that lives Good on my stuff. wall in Los Angeles because I can't ride it stuff. in that city. Yeah. Well, I got some places you can ride. I'll talk to you. Um, okay. And then I want to congratulate you after your long ride to um, one of your gigs. Rest assured that you can snap your fingers and have a no actual animal was harmed during the making of the sandwich, Al's Beef Italian sandwich. Yes, 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 so yes. congrats. I can't wait to have that. Um, I don't know if you are into feeding table scraps to your dog, Murph. Yeah, yes. I'm so glad Murph will be there. You got Murph. <laughs> He's my favorite. You got Murphed. And I don't know. I like all of this is going to be taking place in some sort of Beauty and the Beast era uh-huh. Disney movie. Yep. And it involves not only St. Vincent. <laughs> What's up, girl? But Ms. Emily Blunt. Oh, my God. That sounds I just great. think you really hit the jackpot on all counts. Oh, think of yeah. the hair and the arms and the <laughs> outfits. It's going to be great. Cameron, well, thank you so much for doing the total podcast. Total pleasure. What a blast. I'm so glad we hung out. I'm so glad we did, too. I'm so glad you're back up at the fest. We love having you. And um, uh, what, do, what do you want people to know about you? Anybody who might not already know yeah. uh, where to find you and all that kind of stuff? I think the greatest things to say are uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Cameron Esposito. And also I have an album out that came out um, in 2014 and did really well. I'm super proud of it. And it's called Same Sex Symbol. Same Sex Symbol. And stream it on Spotify or Pandora or you can buy it um, through iTunes or through my label, Kill Rockstars. It's on pink vinyl. Oh, if you want to get that pink marble vinyl. say that. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, guys, get so, on yeah. it. Get on okay. it. Well, thanks, my dear. Oh, my God. Thank you. you I will uh, see you at a show. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, podcasts. 
Put your hands oh, together. Oh, yeah, put your hands... Oh, come on. Put your hands Which together, Which is what guys. we're doing put tonight. Put your hands uh, My podcast is called Put Your Hands great. Together, and we record at the UCB Theater. So... Great, 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 Enjoy guys. that. Bye-bye. Get on it. Take care. Talk to you soon. I bid you good day. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.